This episode, your hosts, Nick Hoistler and Mark Samuel, are back and joined by fan favourite Don Hyman McKnight, direct from Italy. Our guest this episode is Clint Smith to talk about this week's All-Star Shootout, and the boys also attempt to get to the bottom of how Nick hacked the podcast Facebook page to make a Trump-esque Twitter-like rant about the upcoming Gfinity Esports series. All this and much more on the Angle of Attack podcast. Yeah, thanks, JC, and welcome along. We've been away for a little while, and of course, we've got Jamie back with us this week as well. So, hello, Australia. Yes, well, and that is not from Italy. That is <laughs> that is from the western suburbs of Sydney. It is. It is good to be back, boys. Good to be back. Nice to have you. We've, we're joined today by uh, Clint Smith as well, who's running the All Star Showdown this weekend, and of course, our regular panel member Mark, who's looking for his Discord authorities. Um, so, welcome along, gentlemen. Yeah, g'day guys. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, really good to be on. Uh, heard, heard the first few episodes, so it's good to be on this one this time around. Yeah, Clint, thanks for coming on. I guess we should say a bit of a shout out to the other people we were going to get on the episodes, but we just, you know, timing and the fact that we're actually struggling to get on here ourselves. Uh, a bit of a last minute thing, call up Clint today uh, to give us a bit of a um, bit of an update on the All-Star race, what's going on there. It's happening this this Sunday at, on um, Sunday night. So we might sort of jump straight into that and, Clint, maybe tell us all about it. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, like, this is the uh, the sixth instalment of uh, this. So it started off as a, a very small, minor idea uh, with a few, I think it was eight teams, and, um, yeah, they fell in love with it. And then uh, All-Star 2 came around and a lot of the bigger names started jumping on board and it's just it's gone through the roof since then. So... Um, it's been a year since the last uh, All-Star 5, so uh, yeah, it's it's time for another uh, annual event to come around, and I think this is going to be the toughest one yet, because uh, we're pretty much uh, going away from, we had a team aspect as well as uh, a, a driver aspect in the previous ones, but this time around there's no more team aspect, we just invited back the uh, the best of the best, so the, the former champions, as well as the former people who should have won, but uh, something happened in the final or semi-final, and uh, even a couple of rookies uh, making their first appearances as well. So it's, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but I think it's definitely one of the strongest fields we've seen. Yeah, it is stacked. I think there's only one name missing from that, which is be Josh Rogers. But man, you've got one hell of a talent there. Yeah, I mean definitely. I mean uh, Madison Down, uh, Brenton Hobson, Blake Neck, Warren Pickering. Uh, Bo Albert, uh, Aaron Lee, uh, who's won this thing multiple times, uh, Emily Jones, uh, Jeremiah Morden, uh, Jared Faisal. I mean, the list goes on. Anthony Wickman, Mitch McLeod, Harley Harbour, uh, Ethan Warren, Guy Leach, uh, Glenn Posselwaite, and Kurt Stenberg. So, like you said, Roger's the only one that's missing from that list, I think, to uh, make it a really, uh, really stacked field. But unfortunately, he couldn't make it because he's got... Uh, GT World Championship duties this weekend, so a bit unfortunate, but uh, you got to go where the money is. Do we know who's going to be uh, racing under Brenton O'Brien's account? I don't know. Maybe Brenton might jump onto uh, Jared's account and have a race, perhaps. You never know. <laughs> well, is, is Jared recovered? Do you know, Jamie, while you're away? he um, Well, he was talking about uh, wrapping his car around a tree. Do you know if uh, anything happened there and if he's suffered any injuries if he did do that? Oh, Jamie's gone, hasn't he? Bugger. <laughs> so, so Clint, with the, the format for this is obviously is it it's a points round and then an, an elimination. And tell us a bit about the car they'll be driving. Yeah, no, definitely. So uh, we've gone back to the old faithful, uh, which is the Radical SR8. So it's actually the very first car we used for the first All Star Shootout, and um, everyone's been begging to have this car back, but I just haven't brought it back as of yet. So we originally went to the the old Riley Daytona prototype, and then we went to the uh, the Legend, and then the uh, the Mustang, and then back to the prototype, and then I uh, figured for this special one we had to bring the the Radical SR8 back. So, uh, but uh, yeah, it, I had a bit of a drive myself with it last night, and it is very very twitchy the rear end. So uh, even the the likes of like Jared Faisal, he could struggle with this car. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting with that medium downforce fixed setup. So obviously, as I said, fixed setup. So everyone's on exactly the same setup. 
um, they had a choice tonight between picking the high downforce or the medium downforce, and uh, the voting between the 16 drivers went nine people wanted the medium downforce, and five of them wanted the high downforce. So obviously medium downforce won. So people want that bit of unpredictability from the race rather than the high downforce where you can just pretty much go flat out to the whole race. So uh, it's definitely going to make things interesting this weekend. Who have you got helping you in the uh, race control with um, the joker laps and black flags and how are you going to handle that? Well, uh, all that's done by myself. So, uh, yeah, this whole event, the planning, um, the, the the graphics and uh, the, the just the general running of the event, that's all done by myself. So um, pretty much when people do the joker lap, they obviously get black flag for cutting the track. And um, it's just a matter of why the race is still going around. You just uh, right-click and clear the penalty. So, um it's not as hard as people think for this event because having only four cars on track, it makes things a little bit easier. Now, All-Star 3, when we had six cars on track, that was a bit more a bit more full-on, but this one's not too bad. So it's easier for me to rewind, review incidences, and disqualify people because obviously in the All-Star event, it's similar to uh, the GP racing for uh, the, the, the Speedway GP. So um, whether it's if you take somebody out and there's a red light comes on, you could get DQ'd, which means you can't restart. So, yeah, pretty much this whole this whole event's just a mixture of rallycross mixed in with Speedway GP, and it's it's definitely been one of those uh, the fan favourites. Um, definitely people tune in to watch this one. They do. Now, I've never driven one of these cars. I tend to just focus on driving the V8 badly and um, don't venture into driving any other car badly. And you're doing um, a really good job of that, by the way, Nick. Uh, mate, my all exceeding goals all expectations, achieved. exceeding all expectations. Yeah, very well. Now, have you had a have you had a crack at this SR8, Mark? Have I had a crack? Yep, I got smoked. Didn't by make Warren the field. Pickering. Um, got smoked by Stephen Varga. Uh, took me about two thousand laps to make it round Zandvoort successfully, but geez, it's fun. Um, I don't know if I was doing it right. I was using the stick shift and the heel toe thing going on, which is probably part of the problem. Um, but yeah, mate, awesome. Great sound, great looking car, pretty raw. It feels like, uh, especially in VR, it feels like you're sort of in a track day. Do we think it will suit any particular driver, like a GT3, GT3 driver or a, or an HPD driver or a V8 driver? What what sort of driver, if any, do you think it would suit? Uh, well, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't have a clue because um, last night we had a, the, the race-off event where uh, obviously we had last... The last three positions available in the event uh, went to first and second place in that race-off event. So obviously these are for people that weren't invited. So if you want to have a crack at it, you could enter this invitational race and try and win your way into the event. And we had Warren Pickering uh, jump in, and he he was fast. He um he qualified third in that race and chose to elect to start from the pits because he's already running in the event. So uh, pretty much uh, he started from pit lane, and he was already up to third place, I think, by... Um, I think it was about halfway through the race, it was up to third place, but he ended up spinning, but he parked it after that. So with these all-star races, they're only three laps. So, yeah, he's going to be quick for that race. So, and, But you have people like Mitchell McLeod. Um, he's usually a, pretty much a specialist in any sort of vehicle, and he struggled. He could not drive this medium downforce setup. He just kept spinning the car and things like that. So... So how, it, how many beers did he have? Yeah, not enough. Yeah, probably. Probably needs a bit more fuel in him. So, yeah. but um, <laughs> was that uh, maybe that was Jay Kennedy on um on his account? Yeah, it could have been. Could have been. Um, so, but he was running. He was running uh, medium downforce, high intake. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, honestly, I, I don't know if it's going to suit someone who who's a prototype type driver. Or not. So I know Aaron. He's going to be very quick. He is Aaron Lee. So, uh, like I said, he's he's won this All Star uh, Championship twice now. He won the uh, the first instalment and the second instalment. So, and they're two completely different cars. We we went from being in the uh, the Radical in the first one, he where he won, and then we went to the Legends where he won the uh, third one. So yeah, Aaron Aaron will win this. He's a specialist at least. He loves the pressure. I put my prediction in the uh, in the written. I've written mine down because I've got a bit of spine behind my predictions, Nick. <laughs> now, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to apologise while I was away for Nick's jokes. I'm back to re- rescue us all from them. Uh, lo- lovely of Clint to uh, give him a laugh there, but um, how's the? Uh, I, can see why the ratings, I can see why the ratings plummeted without me. But we'll, it we'll was just on. a sympathetic laugh. Okay, it's one of those tumbleweeds <laughs> in the background. I know what it was, and it was lovely of you to do it. <laughs> uh, I know what they sound like. I get plenty at home. 
Yeah, that's like the Housler. When I miss the curbs now, everyone at ART says we just did a Housler. Oh, well, as I said, the, the saying in our team for a long time has been, you missed the apex by a Hoysler. Oh, we just call it, you just you just pulled off a Housler, you just missed it. Is it Hoysler or a Housler? Hoysler, but like, that's oh, okay. Like Most Housler. people call it Housler. It sounds more like funky Housler. I'd say angry. probably a pretty good angry. segue, Nick. Congratulations, your boy was in America. I heard the Americans struggled with your name at the baseball no, no, uh, no, world it championships. It was over in uh, Taiwan. Yeah, in Taiwan. Taiwan. Oh, they, def- they definitely would have struggled with your name. Hoyla! Hoyla! Oh, oh Hoyla! <laughs> yeah, they can't say yours, do they? Hoyla! <laughs> one, one S is too many. Yeah, well, uh, it seems uh, all our kids are doing much better than us, eh, hey, Nick? Uh, well, I was away yeah, my little well, girl won the, uh, won the World Dance Championship event she was in, so uh, I was very proud of her. Yeah, no, well done to her. And, yeah, and uh, young Christian was over in Taiwan competing in the uh, Baseball Under-12 World Cup for Australia, so... It's what we proud, proud, a couple of proud dads here. So, uh, Mark, uh, what are your kids done? Um, I ducks at their school <laughs> in IT. No, no, no. I went up there and I made a uh, paper spider for Education Week, a Daddy Long Legs spider. Oh, aren't you a good dad? Which was pretty good. I have to say I dominated. Um, you dominated? <laughs> best spider there. Teacher loved it. Uh, it's it's uh, sitting in the office. I was going to say, that's, it's, better, anyway, it's better than what I made for my son for his school for one of his uh, projects. It was uh, an ant made out of a toilet roll and this thing, some pipe cleaners. <laughs> I said, Here, here's your ant to take oh, this school. I think yes. I made something that was exactly the same, Pete. Don't worry. That's about as good as my arts and crafts is. That's the first thing when you come up on a Google search. So, so more about this uh, big event. We but, do digress a bit, yes. Yeah. I know it's been a raging success in the past. Um, what made you, gave you the motivation to want to, do it. I know because we used to be teammates for those people out there. I'll have full disclosure here. Pretty good friends over at uh, PSS we were. And I know that these things in the background are an extremely stressful and, and um, time-consuming event uh, for the love of it. And it's not for any income, is it, Clint? So uh, you do it for the community and to showcase the talent we have. What gave you the motivation to do it again? Uh, it's, it's, it's just one of those things that... Uh, after, after it's been a year, because it has been a year since the last one, is you feel that it's like it needs to it needs to happen again like uh that the, the community needs to prove who's the best kind of type thing and not not, not necessarily the specialty car they're in but just in a car kind of type thing so um it was, it was definitely time to bring it around again I, I know a lot of people keep saying i oh, should host more and more often and things like that but it it just takes that specialty away from it so so obviously we got this event um coming up on sunday and then Coming up soon, um, I don't know the exact date, it's meant to be in two weeks' time, but um, I may have to push that back. It's meant to be the All-Star Team Challenge, which we had the first edition last year. So they'll be coming back around again um, probably um, sometime towards the end of this year. So uh, I know a lot of teams have already been messaging me saying, hey, when's this going to be coming around again kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely coming. It's definitely coming. It's in the planning. It's just uh, details not ready to be released yet. Uh, sounds good, mate. No, I, I agree with you that sometimes um, less is more when it comes to these sort of things. If you do them all the time, they, they lose their um, yeah, their prestige, I think. I've been saying that about me winning for ages, Jamie. Less is more. Well, it's a bit like when you have a win, Mark, over me. We, we celebrate it because we know it's going to be a long time before the next one. So, you know, it's that type of thing where I think the, the exclusivity of it and the, and the limited uh, access to it as a driver is what gives it its uh, special appeal. So good on you, Clint. You do yeah. a great job. Oh, you know, definitely. Yeah, got to agree. It's, got to agree. Keep it an annual event. A lot better than that bloke who runs over the sea, I tell you. What does he know? Yeah, no, oh, no, you can't even get the start times right. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, <laughs> well, the, as, long as, as long as the track temps are going to be oh, up around 45, temp, oh, 50 yeah, degrees, yeah, are they? Yeah. 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 Daytona's not time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a bit like uh, I took a stint away from road racing for a bit and uh, focused on dirt racing or dirt oval for a bit. So. And I, I ran some events over there and things like that. And uh, me and uh, the other four admins for the, the events, which is uh, Pace Syndicate, um, uh, Dirt Leads Australia and Bob King events and things like that. So um, pretty much uh, we, we worked together to make sure that we don't overlap events. So, uh, yeah, that's good. So that's we, held the shine, yeah, we held the shine title for the four tens, and I'm the only one that held it and no one else is going to do it again. So... It all starts a bit similar. Like you only want to hold it once a year, like you said. So yeah. Yeah, and it's good that yeah, it's a collaborative sort of um, you know movement within the dirt community where you guys work together. That's always good to hear. It's the way we all should be, really. Okay, now the big the big issue, of course, it's time to make us look pretty silly. 
We are recording this on Thursday, and it'll probably get out after the All-Star event, unfortunately. But we still can't go through this without making a prediction. So, Mark, who's your who's your top two? I'm going to um I'm going to have a stab with uh, Warren Pickering, and I've got to go Harley. He's in my team. I, I sort of basically had to give Clint I had to pay him off to get Harley in there in the first place. So um, happy that he's there. So yeah, I'm going to go with those two guys. Okay, what do you reckon, Mac? Mate, I reckon uh, Aaron Lee's a um, a certainty, and I'd have uh, second. I'm going to go for a bit of a wild card here. I reckon Ethan Warren. Okay, um, he goes well, a lot in these things. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Aaron Lee, and Anthony Winkleman's my uh, second choice. Yeah, he, he could be good too. Yeah, he could be a dark horse. There's a lot Clint, about that. favour in. Yeah. Who are you going to favour in race control, Clint? No. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't really do this because it could be favouritism here. So, but um, now if I have to pick one, I would have to say Aaron Lee as well, being my number one pick, um, just because he's been dominant in the, the past. He's always made the feature race anytime he's entered one of these events. So he's definitely going to be in the feature, that's for sure. Um, the other one I'm going to have to say is this is going to be obvious, but I'm going to say Jared Faisal um, purely because. The last time we were, last time, the only time he's entered one of these events, he drove the Riley DP, and he just blitzed everyone. He, he just jumped in that prototype and he blitzed everyone. So he's definitely going to be one to watch. You know, he's a V8 specialist. So I guess there it is, folks. You hear it here live. Um, race control for the All Star race is going to um, wants to see Jared. And the other yeah, guy my, that you just said that I forgot. Hey, hang on, hang on. My, my, my teammates in this event too, which is... Uh, Jer- 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 no, <laughs> Jeremiah Morton's in my in this event too, and he's my teammate. So, but... Uh, I'm yeah, gonna be- Jared Phil's my teammate, but I, I think, you know, Jared's always a chance when he's in the race. But just with it, with this type of car, I, I've seen how good Ethan is with him, and, and I know Aaron's just really, really good at downforce cars. So I think it'll be tough for him. But anyway, we'll see. He might yeah, be I think, on. I think... I think with Jared that I mean, whilst there's no replacement for talent, I think he's he's obviously, and you'd probably know better than us, Jamie, pretty focused on the E series at the moment. Um, yeah, well, he's and, won two races and, this year, which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and obviously the Porsches as well. But with the with the E series, which we'll talk about a bit later, obviously with you know over over one day, three tracks each time. Um, he's probably doing a fair bit of work in preparation for that, I'm guessing, and he'll probably rock up two minutes before this, and uh, yeah, probably probably still finish on the podium. That sounds like Jared. <laughs> yeah, he, he may well because he does have a big focus going on with um, uh, the Porsche Cup at the moment in the esports as well as cops. So he's a busy boy, but he's very talented, and it's no problem for him to just turn up and drive the car. I can assure you. And and obviously, Clint, for the people now listening to this and. Um, would have actually missed the live event. They can go back and watch it. So it is being broadcast. So where can they go to catch the replay of this race um, to see how poor our predictions were? Yeah, no, definitely. So uh, you can uh, watch it over at the uh, the, the brand new Boston co- broadcasting company, which is uh, Forever Sim Racing. So uh, that was started up by uh, Jake Sperry. So uh, yeah, he's made a couple of life sacrifices to get this uh, broadcasting company up off the ground. So uh I um, yeah, this is the second event I've held with them, so I took a stab with them and and uh, just trying to support them as much as I can while they uh, get their feet off the ground. They got a lot of people uh, on the board, like Bo Albert, he's one of the commentators, and uh, Cameron Dance, and so uh, yeah, they got a fair few good commentators there. So they just need a few more events under the belt. So obviously, if anyone wants to uh, sign them up and that, just uh, find Jake Sperry on Facebook or um, look up Forever Sim Racing. Um, but yeah, definitely, you're going to want to watch this back because it's going to be an awesome show. Okay, well, we'll make sure we put a link on the uh, on the on the page when we uh, post up the po- when the podcast's all there. So just look in the look in the uh, comments, and there'll be a link there to be able to watch the watch the uh, event back. So I guess um, Clint, we're going to move on to some other stuff. If you want to hang around and give us your two cents and sort of try and drag the quality of the podcast up? Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely hang around for a bit longer. Yeah, for sure. So I guess Nick, uh, you were wondering before that if Jamie's managed to recover his Mazda two from around that tree. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, but while you're, we had uh, Jared on while you were away, Jamie. I'm not too sure if you got a chance to listen to that through Google Translate while you're over. Mate, I didn't. No, I, I, I must admit I've been that busy since I got back. I've work didn't stop for me, so I've just been trying to catch up. Clearly, the best podcast ever. The best, wasn't it, Mark? Wow, he was. He was basically. He was able to confirm all of the stuff that you said about the reason he joined. You know, ERT was primarily because of you. Um, and how happy he was to be there with you in the team. Uh, look, we had a hard time shutting him up, actually, on that topic, um, which is no surprise. Well, that's um, that's super nice of him to say that. I think there was a lot more to it than that. But, um, you know, I, I, wherever I go, same as when I was at PSS, I, I try and, like you do, Mark, um, encourage a real positive environment and a place where everybody gets treated pretty fair. And um, especially a place where there's no bullshit if, Someone's got a problem, we sort it out straight away. Sit down and talk to each other, not everyone else. And uh, as much as Brenton can be a handful at times, as you all know, uh, he's a pretty passionate sort of guy. He, he is somebody who's the same in that way. Well, is he ever there? If there's any sort of under tensions. He's, 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 he's making, he's non-stop. He's, he's making yeah, he's parliamentary, parliamentary advances and then skiing down at, but he... Yeah, he, he doesn't, it doesn't matter, mate. He'll just set up his laptop or his phone and he'll be straight on Discord and into us. So yeah, it doesn't matter where he is, he's a travelling Wilbury, but... He's a, an excellent person at, at facilitating good drive relations and teamwork, and I think uh, you know Jared wanted to go to a team that was going to give him that balance, and with the with the addition of Apex and the opportunities for him in the jet, which has come to fruition in the Porsche World Championship, I think the timing and the moon's all lined up. And hey, if because I was there was an added feature, uh, I love having Jared around me as well. Who <laughs> wouldn't? The guy's a genius, and he's a brilliant. Uh, teammate to have because he, he's not, not nothing like you might imagine. He he shares everything, all his data, setups, doesn't matter what it is, he's, he's happy to help us. Especially me trying, I've just got to back a bit of form after having a look at my braking and stuff and, you know, he's just a good guy like that. Oh, you know, I can't say enough good about him and it's great being teammates with him. Now, on those, on those, on those ERT cars, Jamie, when are you going to fix up the boot on them? Because, you know, you're... Well, mate, I, I can't believe that you as a sponsor have let them get away with this. The the West End Mazda written on the top of the boot needs to be turned around the other way because... No, no, it's, it's for the rear-facing camera. You, you, no, it's not. No, it's right upside down, camera, Jake. It's upside down. Upside down. Jake, Jake, if you're listening. Is it? Mate, it, I don't know. It says well, something like... Well, I'll show you how often I watch my own races, yeah, but um, I thought it, it was facing the right like way, but twin, I'll have another look. Twim, as <laughs> Look, I'll be honest with you. It's, we've been, we've had a new skin in in the works since before the scops, and we've all been waiting with bated breath. So we've all oh. sort of just been, you know, sort of not doing too much with the current one because we're waiting for the new one. But look, just, you know, just make sure. Oh, the current one transition. I think I better I better have a look. Yeah, because it's certainly um, not something I've noticed. No, it's upside down, mate. Get it sorted. I will. I'll have a look at it. I promise you. So, so, so I guess I want to just say during the week, Nick, we left the Angle of Attack podcast computer unguarded. For like a split second, and you were in there. Oh no, you? you were in there. You were in there typing something up. Mark, was, check it out. I was an this angry thing. young man. Got to know. Pretty risky. There were some clouds that came above and me, and I started yelling at them. And I thought, mate, I know what I need to do. But apparently, it doesn't matter. Um, it'll happen when it happens. How many coffees did you had when you wrote that rant? How many? How many? What's yeah. Well, you know, he starts at two in the morning. I mean, he's got to be drinking Nescafe Blend Forty Three all morning for sure. Clint, did you see Nick's no, rant? Because no. he. No, I didn't actually see it. What about Clint? But I heard it was pretty good. But I, I will tell you, just on You've that got subject... got a guest here, Jamie. You might let him get a word in. What do you mean? I, you've been doing all the talking, mate. And by the way, your microphone's still out. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, um, all right. Well, what do you think, Clint? What, did, you, did you see Nick's read? Um, I, uh, no, I didn't see it, but... Uh... Yeah, I, I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, I did see it. I just didn't want to... Wrong answer, wrong answer, you know, Wrong answer. Yeah, no, I did... I, no, that's right yeah, answer. Yeah, no, I did say it. So, um, but uh, I try not to involve myself into uh, politics sort of stuff and things like that. I've made I've made a, an, an enemy of myself in the past, and uh, took me a while to get my reputation back as a hostess. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's that's a fair that's a fair play, mate. With the position you hold in the community, I understand that. But uh, I, I, on that subject, I did get a nice compliment off you, Nick, um, where you said I wrote one of the nicest posts I've ever written in, in, on that subject, and I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Well, it's actually, actually, it was, post, well, right? <laughs> I think well, whilst whilst what I did write was, I guess, a bit of a rant. Um, 
it wasn't necessarily it, it was more out of frustration to be honest with you because I don't know to me this e series is is should be the most exciting thing that has happened to this i racing community in Australia. Okay. Hundred percent. We wouldn't get any new content if it wasn't for. Well, yeah. Well, we don't know if we're getting new content, but but the thing is, is that so I want to know everything I can about it. I want to know, you know, you go to their website, and according to their website, there's only two teams entered. Nick, they've updated the website. The up website has been updated. Oh, it has been updated, has it? It's been updated. Oh yes, yeah. Update, yeah, and just simple things like that. Like they must have read your rant, Nick. <laughs> yeah, and that to me that was frustrating. Uh, the fact is that you know you've got you've got um, who was it? Jared, Jared, and and Josh confirmed at Walkinshaw Andretti United. Yet according to the Gfinity website, they don't even have a team entered. I mean, you know, just the frustration. There's there's twelve seats. We've got no idea who the teams are. If you if you look at the official the official communication network and that and that's really where i'm getting from and it's it's not expecting perfection out of people it's just saying come on feed the feed feed the social media build the hype um so we can find out what's going on i mean as it is now that there's there's still three drivers unannounced because yesterday was the cutoff for the draft drivers of which five of them um were to be recruited there's four already confirmed. So out of 12 seats, that leaves three drivers that had been signed but not yet announced anywhere. So I don't know. Seriously, what's the hold-up? And if it's bureaucratic bullshit, then that's that. Bureauc- bureaucracy is going to kill it. I mean, I mean, if, if I have to give my two cents, um, part, part of me actually completely agrees with you 100%, Nick. Um I think uh, all the not just with the new uh, the new Xfinity series and even the uh, iRacing World Championship series. I think as a whole, the esports on iRacing it's not publicised enough. Um, they maybe put up who won, or we're going to go live in an hour, and that's it. That's all you ever hear about these World Championship events. When you look at Call of Duty or you look at PUBG, Fortnite, they actually at like they just publicise the crap out of it. They do, and it's always in your face. You know the information and things like that. Everything else, you just don't see that publication kind of thing. That's why. That's one thing with my events. I try and get it out there as much as I can, and and release as much information as I can. Release the drivers and all that sort of thing. So it builds up that atmosphere. Yeah, kind and, of you, and thing. You, you just drip feed some of that information out. Like you know, you did a really good job of just you know over over several weeks just announcing announcing the drivers. You know, you're not going to, you know, it'd be like you, you know, two months ago saying, oh, we're running all-star, the all-star shootout. Um, and then, you know, the Thursday before the event, you're saying, well, here's all the entries. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it's, it's like with this Xfinity series and that, I don't even know where, what, like, where, where do you go and uh, where you to go qualify. I was actually looking in the, uh, the little tab at the top and I clicked on the button to see if there was like a, an open session like there would be in the, uh, in the normal world championship series or if you're doing an endurance race and you have a little session that pops up i was looking for something like that but i didn't even realize it's in time trial <laughs> so um obviously uh there was posted on facebook and things like that but it to me it just wasn't publicized enough and i don't think it still is publicized enough i mean if they wanted to grow they need to do a better effort in that perspective i think i think if it was up to me as a as a product person i would have if it was me doing it I would have had everything signed up, locked and loaded. If there is new cars coming, great, lock them in, organise all that legal stuff, and then go, bam, we've got these cars, we've got this content, these are the tracks, this is when it's going to be. I think they made a mistake by allowing teams to pick drivers and have a draft. I reckon they should have gone one or the other, and I think they should have made it easier for people to know it's going to be this big bang. If you want to be a team, this is where you go to register your team. If you want to be a driver, click here for some information. The whole thing about, like, I went to find out information about being a team, and I had to sort of basically, act, it was sort of just trying to penetrate Gfinity and try and find a weakness to try and actually get someone to respond to you, get through to somebody, and then get some information, and then they'd give you a whole bunch of information. But that was even pretty tricky to get to, and I guarantee a lot of teams probably 
didn't even bother because it was a lot a lot more difficult. Personally, I think from a you know a change perspective of get this thing out there, pump the thing on the telecast or supercast, say this thing's coming, to tell people that they've got to have a 3,000 I rating a week before the draft is pathetic, right? They should have told people that months ago to let people get it up. Well, they can't even get that right, but I think they should just let given people a little bit more warning um, about that sort of stuff, just to give people a bit of a fair go. There are a lot of people disappointed about the age thing that was a bit of a last-minute thing, just caught a few people by surprise. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I just think it's a little bit, maybe they could have done it a little bit smoother, in my view. Can, can I throw my two bobs with you? No. I have been quiet. Right? Um, I wasn't asking, it's just a, just a statement, really. Um, I'm a bit the op- opposite. I think that um, we can always market more, but it costs money, and there's a lot of investment going into the background with iRacing for future stuff. And it doesn't, doesn't cost anything to do uh, a Facebook post anyway, Well, it does when you scan the cars, Nick. Um, but, no, I'm talking but, about... It does, no, but okay, I'm talking about the whole me. business venture with these people in iRacing. We've got to understand the big picture. And I don't. I, I want to say thank you to GFIN. I don't want to criticise them too much, and I don't want the whole community getting on their case and scaring them away, to be honest with you, is because what they're going to do for us is something that we otherwise would never have had, and it's what is exactly needed to take this sport to the next level. Now, could we have done things a little bit better along the way? 100%. I, I had no idea where to qualify either. Uh, I had to ask one of my teammates how you do it. Um, and then I jumped on and watched Brent and Hobson stream and realised, oh, yeah, well, it was in there, but I didn't know. Uh, sure, I don't think that was publicised well, but the people that needed to know found out, so obviously it was fine. You could find it. With the teams, um, I, I actually don't mind the fact that they've directly picked and drafted some people like you know, two World Championship winning drivers from Australia this year, Jared Filson and Josh Rogers. There's no way in the world they should need to go through a draft. They're far superior to any other drivers in the country. Um, you know, or maybe not all drivers. There's a couple of drivers close to them, but they are the two superior drivers, and there's no argument about that in Australia, if not the world. They should have been drafted straight in because they're the sort of talent that we want to showcase for our sport if we want it to grow. We want people to see just how good these guys are. And the second side of it is that, you know, the draft should have been there, in my opinion, for the leftover spots um, to give people who might not be, you know, as, as high profile as people like Rogers and, and, and Jared, but, you know, um, someone like Harley had an opportunity market, you know, and you got him that opportunity in there and he, he qualified for it. And, you know, um, he's the sort of person that might have, might have rose up had, had they not have gone a bit better for him. But, you know, people like Brenton Hobson, um, they're the sort of people that, you you know, you think, well, if we've got three or four spots in the draft, you know, I said to someone the other day, well, it could have been one. It could have been none. We're just fortunate there was any. So, so let's be happy about what we do have and not be unhappy about what we don't have. And, and I, I know from my position within the community that there's a lot of good things that are going to come from this investment from Gfinity, and I just want to get right behind them, and we should all drop all the problems we've got with all of it, the little issues. We should get on board. We should all promote it ourselves too, make sure that everybody knows about it and make sure that we give it the best chance we can because it's going to take this sport into the next, right up to the next level in my opinion. And I, and I totally agree with you, totally agree with you. But as I said, the frustration from me putting on my fan hat is that, um, you know, looking at it, there's two teams listed on their website. There's, I've got no, I've got no problem with drivers being signed. But what I was, what I was saying is that have a cutoff date for when those drivers can be assigned and announce it. So when you're going into the draft seeding events, um, that we all know that these are the drivers that are already locked in and you guys, you're fighting for these spots. I mean, to a certain extent, um, Clint could have run this this draft event because it was effectively a, it was effectively an all-star shootout, wasn't it? Um, and, and if I can just touch on that, you know, look, congratulations to Brady Myers, Brady Myers who, who did come out with a number one seed. Um, going back a few seasons when he was at PRA, I thought he was on the he was on the edge of of being you know a really top line driver. And uh, I don't know, did he lose his way a little bit when he when he went to to TTL? But I I don't think his results were as good as maybe maybe my expectations of his results were a bit high. But I didn't think his results at TTL was as no, good I as I was Brady expecting. Pressure, pressure was applied. From himself, about yeah, yeah, representing TTL at the, ma- at the level he thinks he should, and he certainly displayed some of the worst aggressive driving I've seen from him. And I'm a big fan of Brady's, to be honest with you. Um, 
but but some of his moves were really really marginal and, and quite unnecessary and it wasn't like him and look I know from going to ERT that when you jump into a team with drivers that are just so fast everywhere uh, and you're the slowest or you're one of the slowest and you've come from being one of the quickest to the slowest it's, it's a big wake-up call and you know, you do feel that pressure when you're on track to represent the skin. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, and I, I know that myself. I was, was going to say, definitely. I mean, I've I, I done my small stint with uh, ART going back many years ago. And um, when I was with them, the, 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 the pressure I put on myself, I mean, Brenton, Brent, Brent, exactly Brenton right. was absolutely great when I was there. He was kept telling me, just don't stress, just do you just, just yeah, don't put any pressure exactly, do yourself. Yeah, but it exactly. I, yeah. I just I kept pushing myself and pushing myself and pushing myself. And when I wasn't getting results, I was just so stressed out, I wasn't funny, and in the end, I just had to, to just say to Brenton, look, thanks for the opportunity, but I, I can't be here. It's a great team, but I was just putting myself under so much stress. Yeah, to, yeah, to, to and, and I had to really, yeah. yeah, I had to really learn to enjoy the racing again to get speedback because I was overdriving. Ex exactly, and that's the thing, was, and, yeah. and but Brenton was like, that. he was absolutely great, and Simon, when he was part of that team, oh, yeah. all that, that was so helpful, and they, 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 they said, just don't stress, the, the speed will come. And I'm sure it was the same at TT Oakland. Yeah. I'm sure Jackson feels the same way, and Brady, exactly. and Stuart Vaughan when he went there, and Nick Cummins. They all tell me, I mean, Nick, Nick's a good mate of mine, Stuart works for me at West End, you know, and they tell me, mate, T.T.L.'s a great team, they loved it, right? And I'm, I'm really sorry it, it, it got to where it did, because to me, like, when I was back from what I was watching, they were one of the teams that you went, wow, you know, what a team, you know, I mean, with Rogers in it back in the day and all that, but, you know, um, the pressure that being in a, well, let's call it a tier, tier one sort of team, right, it, it, it you know, you've, you've experienced it, Clint. I certainly have. Um, it, it is pressure you put on yourself. It's not anybody else because you see all those teammates and you know you've got no excuse. You're on the same setup or you can have their setup if you want. You know what I mean? Um, and they're doing one, two seconds lap faster than you. And you're like, how am I that slow? You know what I mean? And then I think it self-perpetuates because you put more and more pressure on yourself the next time and then you overdrive the car more. You make more mistakes. You know what I mean? And like you said, the whole time Brenton said to me, the time I've been there, mate, there's no expectations. Mate, you're just a good teammate overall. You do heaps of testing. You know, you're, you're real positive with the team. You bring the boys up, you know, which I am. And he said, and, and, and you know, don't worry about what re your results are. You've got a nearly 5,000 I rating. It's not like you're slow. It's just that, you know, there's guys in this team that are really super quick, mate. And he said to me, I feel the same way as in himself. Exactly. You know, he's a pretty fast driver, but in that team, me and him are down the back. You know what I mean? In another team, we'd be at the front. But it, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that I think Brady... I know too well what he was going through, and I think I agree, Nick. I, I don't think his results, while he was at TTL, were anywhere near what they should have been if he'd have just relaxed and, and let it come to him. But I've seen some good driving from him since he's left in a short time, and I think that uh, well, he, well, he came out. Be a good he came out a yeah. few weeks ago and um, won the AOSC race at um, Silverstone yeah. when he was. Yeah, I can't remember. Who was, who was he yeah. paired with at that? I can't remember. Sorry, apologies to. I was in Italy, but yeah, even the Monday night official, he won. He's won a couple in the last few rounds, I know. Yeah, so, yeah. But anyway, yeah, he's con look, congratulations to all those sixteen that made it that far. Anyway, I mean, you know, you've you've got to be you've got to be pretty bloody damn good to make that top sixteen. And and you know, a special shout out to Brady for uh, topping the pile. So really happy to see him up there. At the other end of the scale, there, Mark, we had Harley, who's seated sixteen, who had his issues on the night. Do you want to elaborate on that at all? Oh, not really. Don't want to really elaborate too much. I mean, it's it's done and dusted. Um, I know that <clears throat> Harley and Chris Rad put in a fair amount of effort to get there, and you know, getting through to that top sixteen was, I reckon, a pretty good effort, um, considering the competition just to be there, which was good. Um, I think he just um, fell foul of of the bump and grind, and uh, some of the you know, he just was on the raw end of the stick a little bit in there. Look, he's no angel. Um, he, he made a if he, he did make. I think three out four incidents of his own um, in there. Having said that, he was sort of taken out from the lead in one race with little consequence to anybody else, and ended up um, finding himself DQ'd in the in the last race for what I would call a normal racing incident um, in itself. Uh, a normal a normal racing incident with someone at fault, you mean, as opposed to just a side to side type contact. I mean, he, he was at fault in it. Oh yeah. It's what happens in a race. It was what happens in a race. So uh, it's just what happens. Um, uh, yeah, I just think he uh, maybe trying trying a bit too hard in there. Uh, but definitely the cards didn't fall in our favour. And I think, look, there's there's always some some degree of uh, trepidation when it comes to 
past indiscretions of people. That's why they always say your reputation follows you. Obviously, you guys know Harley works with me as well at West End, him and Stuart, and lots of other guys in iRace, and we've had a good chat about it. And he, he's still young, and, mate, he's got heaps of energy. He's a million miles an hour, much like I was when I was his age, to be honest, but um, always got a story. But his aggression on track is, is we all know he races, you know, Super 3, and he's, he's raced, you know, all sorts of categories of Australian racing. He's a track racer. He's a proper racer, and he's going to go for a move. That's just part of his instinct. And what we've got to... You know, what I said to him, what we've got to keep teaching him is that if it's a very low percentage one and it's likely that the outcome's not going to be good, don't take it. But he has an instinct to take it. And and, and we shouldn't altogether discourage that, but when you go back and you see, you know, people who've got an opinion of him from when he first came on the scene in Scops and just made a deal of himself, they haven't forgotten that and they're looking for reasons why that might still be so. We all know, me and Mark particularly know different because we've seen the kid grow up and he's come to work for me and he's an excellent worker at work. He does exactly what he's told. He's not a smart ass at all. He's a good kid. Um, and, and he really, um, I think, is always going to get the bigger penalty and the, and the short end of the stick when it's a 50-50 call. And I said that to Mark. And I think that's probably just the way it is sometimes when you've got that sort of history. But it's up to him to get, keep going out and proving people wrong. And he has been doing that. And he did a great race in OSR last night. I was in the race with him. He, he only beat me by one spot. I was pretty happy about that. Um, but yeah, you did get turned around by your you know, teammate, actually, Jamie. Yeah, Ethan. Yeah, and gave me damage. So thank you, Ethan. But he did give me a push over the line at the end. He didn't. He didn't pass me. No, so Harley got Harley got turned around by one of your teammates, if I'm not mistaken. Oh no, I, I got turned. I thought you meant me. I got turned around by one of my teammates too. So he wasn't alone. He wasn't alone. No, no. Just but, I, you know, also don't forget, yeah. he hasn't raced with a lot of those guys recently because oh, they don't I, do. I, I, I'm not criticising, mate. I'm just saying that's the way I see it, and I, I, and I think that's always going to happen in, in the short term. But he'll prove him wrong in the end. He's got speed to burn. So look, we've had a, we all know how quick he is. I'll tell you what, all, all I was going to say is um, with, with Harley, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing him in the All-Star shootout format because with, with only a three-lap race, his aggression is going to come really important in that race because you need to make any passes you can count. So, oh, he's a dark horse. For, for yeah, the so he, yeah. he's going to... That, that format's going to assume he's going to be careful of those DQs, obviously, because if you cause a red light, you're going to get DQ'd. But... In that sprint format, with three laps, you definitely, any sort of hole, you need to go for it. And I reckon that's going to suit him down to it. So he's fast, he's aggressive, yeah, and that's it's going to suit point, him. Pete. Yep. Yeah, that's it right there, mate. Yeah, the thing is, is that you can teach a fast driver race craft, but you can't make a slow driver fast. And I, I watched bits of Harley, Harley's um, races, and, yeah, to me it just looked like, <laughs> if we can call it the Brady syndrome now, that um, he he was just trying a bit too hard, and I think what yeah, and and I think what you said, Mark, is is fairly valid too. Insofar as he hasn't raced against a lot of these blokes, if if you go back and I mean he's raced a fair bit with Marlin um, over the last season and a half during AOSC events. I think one of the highlights. No, Marlon, oh, Marlon, yeah. against Marlon, against yeah, Marlon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the highlights to me was those two battling it out at um, uh, Montreal earlier this season it was just <laughs> the the unbelievable one of the most unbelievable on track battles i've seen and you know unfortunately he punted marlin at, at laguna um you know completely by accident of course but but you know i think that he's used to racing with marlin and and those two race very hard together when he comes across some of these others that uh they want to give him a bit of short back and sides every now and then as well, more than likely, and they're going to give him. They're not going to give him anything. Yeah, and that's probably what he's not used to is that these guys have got the speed to keep up with him and give him a hard time too. You know, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like Madison Downs for example, he's someone that you don't want to upset in the race because you know he's got it in his back pocket if he needs. And you said, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, he's behind yeah. you. It's because he's choosing to be behind you. You hit the nail on the head, guys. You said that the, the reputation it follows you. It's hard to shake. Like you said. Um, he's got a bit of reputation of sort of repair. I think he's done a bit of that in the AOSC and, and the officials. But Scops is the uncharted territory. We've, we've, we know with what's to be expected in there. And I think you'll see a different game in, in Scops. You know, there's a different level of race control in Scops than there was to the, the, the shootouts on the weekend. Mike K is... So he knows what to do. Um, he, these guys will get used to racing with him. Um, he'll get used to racing with them and, and they'll come good. Um, I, I think it's just a matter I th of time. I think it's, I think the fact that he's going back to race against these guys in the enduro series to starts with is is going to be a big advantage because he can sit behind, yeah, you know, he can sit behind someone for five or six laps 
um, rather than just going forward at you know turn one or turn yeah, it's, two. It's a bit of strategy. Yeah. I tell, I tell you what, like um, I haven't seen much of Harley's racing and things like that, but I saw one race. It was an official race on Monday nights on uh, Sam Speed TV with uh, at Road America with Harley against uh, Brady Myers against Jake Burton. And um, I tell you what, that's one of the best V8 races I've ever seen. Uh, it was absolutely crazy. It was unfortunate he got DQ'd because of the stupid 17 instant limit from simple side-to-side door banging like they were doing. Like, the complete respect, like they, but um, unfortunately with the stupid 17 instant limit, he got DQ'd. But that's the best racing I've ever seen. There's so much respect showing. It was absolutely crazy, the constant changing positions. He started off, I think it was 10th place, I think, in that race and yep. made his way to a third or something like that. So, so he got to the lead, got to the lead Clint. Exactly. Got his way to the lead. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely got the speed. He's also, he does have, the, he is growing respect. And um, like I said, after that race, and then you sent me the message, I said, I've got to have Harley in this race because, in the All-Star race, because after seeing his performance there, I had to have him in because uh, he's definitely an up-and-coming racer, that's for sure. Well, he's got a new driver coach as well that's going to, you know, give him a bit of dressing down if he does some of these moves. It's going to be helping him with his racecraft and stuff. So hopefully Harley 3.0 can sort of... Um, <laughs> yeah, 3V. ...can sort of emerge and give these guys a bit of a run for their money. Look, on the other side of the coin, Mark, you don't want him to change too much because I think he's good for the sport, you know, because you, you, mention, his, you mention his name and it always evokes a response of some sort. You know, and with all due respect to, you know, you can say Josh Rogers and you say, oh, he's just unbelievable, probably one of the best drivers in the world. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. You throw Harley, you put Harley's name in there, you know, you can have a 42-minute podcast on it. I think also, Nick, some of his detractors is probably a vocal minority as well. I think for the most part, he's got the respect of the field. But but this community this community on every issue, or not every issue, but on so many issues is ruined by the one percenters, though, isn't it? But I guess, yeah. So, or, Jay, sorry, I should, away, I should say polluted. Please know the that we had the two longest podcasts that we've had. Yes, I saw the plummet, uh, the ratings plummet. So yeah, that was. I did see no, seven, seven views ratings. from Italy, so I thought that might have been you. I was trying to log on, but it kept disconnecting me. Um, so bloody internet. Ah. In, the, in the interest of time and the, of course the ratings the other thing that was sort of happening this week was um, Mark Dial trying to have a bit of a stab at an over 40s league which was uh, music to my ears oh I'm very music excited to yours as well um, I'm very excited I'm going to be the champion of champions in that league I reckon he sent the bar too low to be honest with you I think it's 10 years too young yeah no he did but he said it at 50 and then I talked him out of it well, so I don't think, I think the worst thing he did was listen to you. <laughs> so, Clint, will we be, we'll Mark, be seeing you there, Clint? Mark, Am I over 40? Take it back to 50. Take what? Hey, hey, I'm only 33 years old, all right? So I'm still under Clint's your... A young, he's a young sprout. But hang on, hang on. Hang on. I'm, not, I'm, I'm 42 years old, so I'll be there. No, <laughs> oh, no. no. Clint, Clint Smith, too, is 40 years old. <laughs> Yes. I'll be I'll be ejecting him straight away. <laughs> I know how I, and I know how good he is at golf. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. No, unfortunately, I'm still underage there. <laughs> you the golf That's course. The only reason why I gave up uh, go karting because uh, I was 33 years old racing against all these 16 year olds, and I had to wait till I'm 40 years old to race in the over 40s. I'm like, stuff this. So I'll go. But I see you racing now. You got to race. Seems good too. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of fun. How's the dad bot go in the go kart against the 16 year olds? Oh, I tell you what, after like a 25-lap race, I'm knackered. He gets flogged. Yeah. <laughs> I'm absolutely knackered. He can't move. All, 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 all these, all these, snip, all these whippersnippers, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, the fitness, when I do track days on the bikes. So. Yeah, I'm happy to hand the mantle over. I mean, my son's almost six years old, so he'll start karting soon and to get a practice license. So I'm happy to pass it on to him and just be a mechanic for now on, I think. so. But he's already told me he wants to do RC racing and start go-karting. So I'm like, yes, I get to save money. <laughs> yeah, it's not a cheap sport. No, nah, I mean, I see it's cheaper than go karting, but it's too expensive. <laughs> no, nah, uh, but yeah, that's what makes sim racing look cheap. Oh, yeah, cuts. definitely. I mean, yeah. like sim racing, I, I love this thing. I mean, I'm on it every night, so uh, I'm definitely glad I got it. How's your um? How's yeah, your yeah, going, Jamie? Yeah, well, I've got you on that. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say, it's pretty handy too for those that you don't know. Um, I've had a few GT races against him. I haven't beaten him yet, but. I'm planning on it one day, but Clint's, I think, from memory, got about a 46 or 5,000 I rating as well, and he's 
It's kind of gone downhill since I've come back from uh, dirt racing, <laughs> but uh, it's it's slowly it's, it's slowly <laughs> going back up now. So I've been focusing on the uh, Le Mans series at the, uh, in the HPD. So but yeah, yeah, no, but you are a gun. Yeah, you're very good in those cars, mate. So hats off to you. I, I, I certainly get worried if I do an official scene and pop up in the entries. I'll like, oh, bloody hell. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm considering though to go do some uh, driver coaching with uh, VRS perhaps and uh, just try and get some of that speed I lost back. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, v, I mean, I've I've got a VRS subscription, and I tell you what, it's a really good subscription just to uh, even 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 just, even just to coach myself at the moment, just to yeah, the data, the opportunities, ex- exactly. And, yeah, look at it, yeah, faster slap from a year ago when you were faster. Think, oh, I'm faster, and you look at the traces, and you go, oh, geez, I was breaking a lot sooner there. Exactly. So yeah, so, so so yeah. j- just to get that speed back after doing dirt oval, and uh, yeah, like I said, I've got a couple of wins under my belt and things like that. So, but I uh, still. Not on the level I used to be, but uh, it, it's getting there. Oh, that's good. That's good. That gives me a chance. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and what were you saying uh, before, Mark? Well, I just wanted to know. It's been a while since I've been to your joint and seen that rat's nest of a rig of yours. What have you done to it since oh, I was there good. last? Have you had Super oh, well, Nanny and chair. Super Rig Nanny so, well, coming in? Put some very I've got nice... the new uh, Sparko seat in. Yep. I can and, never get uh, into your seat. It's so to... low or complicated to get in. My long legs. No, no, mate. I've got a new seat. Can you hear me? Trying to put a daddy long legs in a bloody packet of matches. Yeah, we can hear you. Keep talking, yeah, you Jamie. So, yeah, yeah Mark, well, I've got a, if you listen, I've got a new seat, and it's got a much easier egress and, and exit. It's a Sparko Cobra. Pretty if cool. you had a fire at your place, you and couldn't I, get out in time. That thing is so hard to get out of. Mate, no, 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 listen. And I also, I also moved all the wiring. What are those chairs that the old people get that yep. they tilt forward when you go to get out of? That's what we need for this over 50s league. Smoky Dawson lift rig. <laughs> I'm still fit and gorgeous. What are you talking about? And um, <laughs> I also bought myself one of those flash button boxes from those, re- not the regular tech one, the, the ones from England that have got the little screen in it. Oh, yeah. So I'm just, just, so I'm just seeing myself on the broadcast. that next to my, yeah, that's, that's got all my buttons. So I've got buttons for when I'm streaming as well because I'm running out of buttons. And I also, I'm going to have that mounted just in front of my custom-made Mark Samuels carbon fibre brake bias and air conditioning system. So it'll sit just in front of that. So it's actually looking pretty schmick at the moment. The rig. Are you going to get a camera really so we looking... can see your face? No, I am going to do that. I'm going to put it on there. I'm going to actually take my um, my Pimax, uh, you know, what do they call it? Tracer, the tracker. Yeah, VR, VR I'm headset. Take that, put it on the other side. Yeah, the headset tracker, the, the square thing that we bought from HTC. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah the, 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 the lighthouse. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to move that. Yeah, I'm going to move that over the other side, and I'm going to put a camera up there where that was, and that way everybody knows when I qualify for top split, it was me. Oh, yeah, just tell, tell you one thing. Uh, one thing you could do for that over forties race. This is a great idea, right? What you do is you pick the slowest car on the iRacing server, which I'm pretty sure is a Solstice. Pick that. Just oh, I you said slowest driver. No, 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 no. Finish that right Slowest car, so the Solstice. Put as much weight as you can into it, and it would go just as slow as a wheelchair. And then go racing your over forties. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your comments, Clint. I'll just fucking chuck that right in the over there. Uh, and we'll stick to the V8 supercar, thanks, mate. We might try the 2012 one, though. That might be a bit more us, you know what I mean, the old, the old vintage one. I reckon you're going to have to have ballast. Surely the older guys are going to have to have, the young guys have to have some ballast in there. You, Jamie, especially. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's fair. What do you mean, I mean it's not fair? Fuck fair. This is old, fast. If, if you're over 40, you're over 40. Mate, the reason they've got an over, over 40, you're over 40. Well, the reason there isn't over 40 is so we can win <laughs> something. Fuck off. But you're not over 40. Well, we'll be in like a couple of weeks. I hope there's no live race uh, control because geez. there's going to be a lot of punting. That's a bit stiff. Well, there'll probably be just a lot of misbreaking markers, I'd say. That'd a lot of, lot of angry really men you'll be driving. each other. You'll be driving around, Jane, with your left indicator on. You'll be out there waiting, Nick. I'll be out on track when I'm I'll be catching you out on track. As I lap you. You had to go get your annual eyes checked for your license on the RSC server. The only series on iRacing need to have an eyesight test to be able to race. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and a prostate test, so yeah, we'll care for that. Don't want anybody leaking on the chair while they're racing. That's your new seat, no, Jamie, with your automatic inbuilt prostate test. The colostomy Well, no, I don't cup. want one of those. I don't want to be piddling on the chair, but um, yes, it's a beautiful chair. It's um, it's a full FIA race seat out of a race car, so it's it's very firmly fixed in, and it gives, because it doesn't have the big side head things that the old one had, it just makes... Sliding in and out so much easier, especially for a taller lad like yourself, mate. What are you talking about? Oh, and the other... And the other what are you talking about your seat? Uh, sliding in and out of my seat. Yeah, yeah, my rig. 
make it dirty now just the kid show so um yeah mate no it's all good it's actually not a fire hazard and it's looking you know you're getting slow when you go i can't be bothered to practice i'll just jump online and buy some more sim gear that's what I do. If I if my missus buys a handbag, I get myself some more sim gear. So she bought three while we're away. Exactly. So if you look gear. fast, that's all that matters. <laughs> Mate, I've got all the gear and no idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. But honestly, if you walked in and seen my setup, you'd go, "This place, Jared Filson." Yeah, yes. Sure. Like, I, I I've got a rig as fast as Jared. It's just that I can't. Yeah, go as I can fast just imagine in your setup because I remember seeing a picture of it going back in the old PSS days. And uh, oh, it's 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 graduated, graduated yeah, a long way from say, me, yeah. And that that was that was like that was off the rockets then. So I can just imagine where it is now. <laughs> Maybe we'll put a yeah, photo up there on the angle of attack page now that we've got. Yeah, triple tri triple triple sc curved screens. We've got the Pimax VR, mate. I've got the Oculus sitting over there if I want if I want to change. They are, so I'm, yeah, I've got all the gear, spare steering wheels everywhere, and honestly, it hasn't helped me much, <laughs> but, but I, I certainly feel pretty stashed when I sit here, feels good. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Well, Nick, have you done the yeah, round the houses? What's, what's, what's been going on? You've used, this is about the time of the podcast, usually where you complain that you want to just sneak one more thing in. Well, it's time for, yes. it's time for everyone <laughs> to go to sleep, so yes. we probably should finish with it. It's not too much. Not too much going around. It has been very quiet. Some blokes copped a bit of a pasting on our Facebook page, but such is life. But the only other, um, I think, noticeable news was some ex-champion joining your team, Mark. Yep, yep, we did. We did. Um, Chris Rad convinced his brother to come on and be a bit of a driver coach. Uh, we were sort of a little bit in inspired by some of the comments coming out of uh, the E-Series with Ethan Griggalt and Stanaway teaming up, so... We thought we'd bring Paul Radisic in to, uh, he actually put his hand up to come and join and help Harley out with a bit of racecraft and help the team out with sort of post-race debriefs, um, a bit, bit about Is the Is he going to get out on track at all? Uh, he's got out on track once or twice in the GT cars. To be honest, his feedback was that he was blown away by the intensity of the other drivers and the amount of preparation you need to put in to be competitive. I think he hadn't done any practice and jumped into Spa in an AMF race and... Um, I was quite blown away by the competitiveness of everyone else. So, yeah, we're happy to have him around the team, and the guys are pretty interested to see what he has to say and do some of those debriefs after the races and um, hopefully can uh, sort of help us move up and up and forward. And sort of, as you say, we, we, we've been showing, between him and showing Harley Spinal Tap and getting him to turn it down from 11 maybe to a 9, 9.5, something like that. Well, Paul Radisich is the sort of guy he's going to listen to, mate. You know, Harley, yeah, he, he certainly respects him and all of that. Past and present drivers, mate. So he's a real smart addition to the team, mate. You like it, Adam? No, it's, it's great. Yeah, he's no, well done, mate. Amazing, um, amazing guy to have around, especially given his history and success. Oh, he's mate, had. he can tell you stories for months. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. And the pain. Oh, mate. I, I, you know, he's been through it. You know, just back onto the E-series thing. That the feedback we did get from the likes of Paul and the likes of Chris is that this is actually emulated from those that sort of have been, I guess, the people that have been closer to it than others. I wouldn't say I've been that close. We've been sort of. There or thereabouts, whereas, Jamie, some of the stuff for your team, Brenton, obviously you're right, sort of in the nucleus of the whole thing. And then you've got other people that are probably just sitting back on the sidelines just sort of looking at the whole thing with a bit of interest. It, it, it really has emulated real-world motorsport in terms of doing those deals that's and all it, that sort of stuff. It. It is, and, no, and nothing's fair. Nothing's fair, Absolutely. <laughs> exactly like that. You know, you guys would know from your racing days that motor race has got more, more hard luck. More people have lost their houses from motorsport probably than any other sport. So when I when I think about my struggle to qualify in the top 50 to do an AOSC race now, I sort of I think I've got it lucky compared to these other guys. <laughs> you're not that bad, man. Oh, second split the other you're day, just, mate. So slow. You just you just buckle when you're behind me, when I'm behind you. That's all. Thanks. Okay. Well, yeah. Well done on that, Mark. Um, and best of luck for the upcoming All Star Shootout, Clint. And good good to and good to see you back as well, Jamie. And that wraps us up for a while. Yes, it's great to be back. Great to be back. I had a lovely time in Dubai and Italy. Wonderful. Caught up with uh, my sim racing mate, Simone Marcia. Over there, my old teammate is with um, Altus Neil. And we had a ball for a couple of days in in uh, his home, homeland of Sicily. Was that that photo you sent us? Was that him and his mum? Yeah, mom? that's him and his mum. She was taller than you. His, his mum was taller than you. No, he wasn't. <laughs> and a, no, a no, little no, Italian grandmother taller than you. He must have been standing on tippy toes. No, she didn't even come up. Nonna was taller than you. She didn't even come up to my armpit, mate. She was tiny. But uh, we had a ball there and I got to stay with his family in their home and eat pure uh, Sicilian food. And if, I just want to say, if he does have a listen to Simone, you know, I really enjoyed it, mate. It's great to see you. And I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back, and thanks again, Clint. Thanks for sticking around and helping us. You've been a great help for the show. You've always got a good insight with all of the 
community stuff you do, mate. So always great to catch up with you, buddy. Yeah, you know awesome. That. Thank you very much for having me too, guys. Uh, anytime you want me back, I'm happy to come back and uh, run my mouth. So, but uh, it's been a pleasure. Good on you, buddy. Thanks, Clint. And hopefully you won't have to wait so long before the next podcast. And the final word to you, Mark. I got no final words. I'm all, I'm out of words. No more words. That's You're it. Out of words. Well, what about good night, Australia? Good night, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Goodbye, everyone. See you next week. See you guys.